Hello and welcome to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibbs-Ung. Each show I'll be using a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading mindset trauma coach, helping to inspire, support and guide you to create a growth mindset so you can achieve success in all areas of your life. So are you ready to bring mindset to life and feel inspired? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. This week I'm joined by Natasha Clark, who is a mindset and business coach for female entrepreneurs who want to build an online business of their dreams without the hustle and the grind. She's a dreamer, visionary, new mummy and CEO of her dream life that things haven't always been this way. Growing up, she dreamt of becoming a dancer and at the age of 17, it looked like her dream was coming true when she secured a full scholarship at a prestige London dance college. But a whole world crashed down when she injured herself and found herself in hospital needing surgery. After being told she'd never dance again, she beat the odds and within a year was back on stage. Eight months later, Natasha was involved in a car accident and found herself back in hospital only this time with different results. Her dream was shattered and she said goodbye to dancing. After months of soul searching, she decided to follow another passion and formed a girl band, secured a TV show and record deal, only to be told she needed more surgery. Natasha went on to become a successful model and even opened her own agency, but something was missing and she soon realized she wasn't living her best life. After months of fear and doubt, she bit the bullet and made a decision to become a coach and use her life story to inspire others. Although it's not been easy, Natasha has gone on to build a very successful business as a mindset coach and has finally found her calling in life. Today, Natasha is sharing with us how she found the strength to keep going and achieve her happy ending. So welcome, Natasha. Wow, what a story. (laughs) I know. Thank you. I'm really excited to be on and having a chat with you. Oh, me too. Me too. I'll tell you what, just throughout, um, so speaking to you um, on our initial chat and then just doing some research, what really comes through for me is the strength that you had to keep going because there are quite a few, not small, but really, really big um, challenges and obstacles that could really kind of stop most people in their tracks. And yet somewhere along the lines, you found the strength to keep going and not just to keep going, but also to then pivot and see other ways in which you could get your happy ending. So I'd really love to just find out a little bit more about sort of how you managed to do that and how you managed to navigate through the doubt that might that must have cropped up when you were being told that everything you ever dreamt of was now no longer um, achievable. Absolutely. And I think I'm not, obviously, when it's interesting as you kind of say the story, I'm like, wow, you forget, you get to such a point in life where you actually forget those kind of the stories. So I think going back in regards to self-doubt, it was, listen, especially being in an industry where it's, you know, the music industry and like being a professional dancer, I feel like self-doubt can really creep in every single day. Every single day you're getting told that you're not good enough. You're not thin enough. You didn't get this job because, you know, they didn't want you this, they wanted this perfect girl. Like everything is continuously put in your face about how you're not good enough and I would be lying if I said I always had that strength to go it's fine I think of course I went to auditions and I would cry that I didn't get it you know and I did for many years 
I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm very much about real talk. You know, I was very much in the state of a pity party. Why me? This is so unfair. How come everybody else can be happy? How come everybody else can be financially stable? How come everybody else is doing what they love to do? Bar me, poor Mm. me. All I ever wanted to do was dance. Why did God take this away from me? Why did the universe not want me to do this? And this is when, you know, I didn't even know about the law of attraction or anything like this. Mm. So I really was in a pity party for a long, long time, especially where I felt I'd worked so, so hard to get that scholarship. And then I got it and it got taken away from me. And I was like, okay, right, I'm not going to give up, even though every doctor was saying, you're not going to dance again. You will be lucky to come out with surgery and you'll actually be able to walk. You should be grateful for that. Forget this dream about being a dancer. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I don't have a plan B. I wasn't naturally... I got good grades in school because I had to work really, really hard for them. And I was continuously compared to my sister because my sister, or both sisters, but my sister, my elder sister was in the same school as myself, was very much very naturally intelligent. Like would literally wouldn't even study and get great grades. Whereas I really had to knuckle down and, and kind of put dancing aside so I could do the grades and then go to dancing. And I would very much be told, okay, you have to get good grades, otherwise you can't keep dancing. You need a plan B. So I, was, I always felt that I was kind of up against obstacles all of the time and everything felt so hard. So then to get that, my dream taken away from me, I was like, why, why is, why is this happening to me? And it, I never was looking at it as in, is this was a lesson. And I certainly wasn't thinking maybe life is not meant, I'm not meant to be a dancer. No, I was very much in that frame of mind. No, I'm going to be a dancer. I don't know how to do anything else. So mm-hmm. I feel that when I did get through that surgery and I was in that 3% that wasn't in pain anymore, of course I had surgical pain, but not actual like physical chronic back pain that I was in. I was like, because it's meant to happen. I'm meant to be a dancer. Like, I get it now, God, you're doing this for me. And then obviously, as you know, you spoke about in the intro, it didn't work out. So I feel that it's been a massive journey. And I feel mm. like now as the business badass that I am today, it's because of all of those adversities. Yeah. It's because I got told, no, I got my dream taken away from me. I mean, it sounds, I mean, and we were speaking in, in like before the intro about, it sounds like, like a movie or something from EastEnders. Mm. I mean, who mm. wants to be a dancer? That gets taken away from them. Mm. Who then goes into singing and gets a record deal and that gets taken away from them. Who then goes into modeling and doesn't want to do it anymore and then runs an agency and it fails. Like, you know, I don't like the word failure because I believe I learned so much. That's exactly yeah. what I teach my clients. What not to do in business? Because I've been there, <laughs> done that, got the teacher. And yeah. um, I feel like it's a journey though. I do feel that it's not something where you just wake up and go, I don't have self-doubt anymore. I don't, I can do this, of course. And even in business now, you get self-doubt that comes up, it crops up. But I feel like from all the adversities I've been through, I I feel like you kind of grow, it's like a muscle self-doubt. That's why I I try and explain it as. And the more you work on it, the more you get tested, the stronger you become. Mm, I love that. I love that, definitely. And, you know, it was very much a natural response that you went through um you know with like you said you know you had a pity party and I think I don't know anyone that wouldn't to be honest in that um situation um but it's then obviously when you're in that moment it's you are faced with choices and you might not necessarily know what those choices are and again we're talking um from hindsight obviously when you were in it it was very raw very real and um very upsetting Mm-hmm. Um, but still somewhere along the line, you found that strength to, to not give up hope and to, to keep driving and keep pushing. And I think, you know, life does happen for us and we don't necessarily know why. 
Um, uh, you know, I've always said everything happens for a reason and, and you might not know straight away, but eventually you'll find out. And, and you've said, you know, it's made you who you are to go on and run the business that you do now. Um, and I imagine quite possibly you wouldn't change any of it because you're proud of the person that you are. But in that moment, it's, it's really bloody tough. Oh, you want to give up. You, do, you can't see. I mean, now I, I can talk about it quite lightheartedly, but at the time, I was in a very dark place because a dream that all I knew was to be a dancer. I didn't have any other avenues or routes to go down. That's all I knew from the age of four was to be a dancer. And so that to be taken away from me, of course, I went to a really dark place. And listen, I've always, I come from a very strong roots. My mum is incredible. She's my absolute world in regards to, and I feel like she brought her three daughters up to have tenacity. Listen, life isn't always going to go well for you, but you don't give up you find another route, you find another solution. And at the time when your mum's telling you that you're sobbing, going, I don't have another route. This is all I meant to do. She's like, it will work out. And you're in your head, you're like, you don't understand. And if someone says, yeah. maybe you could do this. And you're like, maybe I couldn't, I don't want to do that. I don't want it. And they're probably all great ideas. But at the time I was very comfortable being in my pity party that served mm. me. I yeah. wanted to feel sorry for myself. I wanted to feel that no one else understood me and no one else could have gone through possibly what I've gone through when obviously so many people have gone through a lot worse but at mm -hmm. the time it served me feeling pity for myself yeah. and then it comes to a point where it's like okay well you can carry on going the way you are Natasha but it's not going to get you anywhere and mm -hmm. so what you have to spend nine months in a bed brace so what okay there's lots of people out there that are worse in situations so you have that that alternative like okay feel sorry for yourself or you think about another solution and of course I did. And yes, I was lucky enough to get back dancing again. And then when that dream really did get taken away from me and I had to give up dancing. Yes, I then went into the music industry, but it sounds so easy. It just sounds like things yeah. fell into my lap. It absolutely didn't. I had to do so much soul searching. And I actually thought I was quite positive. I mean, now, you know, people nickname me as my PMA Polly. Like I'm very positive. But listen, that's taken years to grow my mindset to that strength. Whereas I've got such a quick bounce back. Something happens in my life. I don't sweat the small stuff. Been there, done that. That doesn't serve me. And this is what I teach my clients. You know, 80% of success in business is your mindset. Yeah. If you believe that because of an algorithm, you're not going to get the launch results or you're not going to be able to sign clients or you can't make X amount of money because somebody else does, then guess what? You will find that evidence and you won't. Mm -hmm. And I remember even just in business examples, when I was first starting, there was so much of a buzz of 10K months. Yeah. And listen, when you're first starting off in business, that's huge amount. I mean, huge amounts of money. I wasn't even making that nowhere near in modeling. All I wanted to do was just cover what I was making modeling, like literally basic money. Mm. I wanted to just cover so I could do all my bills. So having that pressure triggers self-doubt. I yeah. can't do this. I can't make that. They're all smarter than me. They don't have the adversities in life that I've been through. All that pity party mm. comes mm. back up. Mm. And it's BS. Let's be fair. It absolutely is. You can do, be, have, and create anything you want to do. And the reason why some people are making X amount of money and some people are not is all to do with their strategy, their soul, and their mindset. That's the three things that, what you know, what I totally believe of what will get you those results and that success. And I feel that, and you mentioned it, you know, would I change anything? No, absolutely yeah. not. Because it's created, it's created the person I am today in regards to how resilient I am mm. for sure. And also to be a leading example of, listen, my life wasn't perfect. And now I have this perfect life. I had to work through the hard, the struggles, 
the adversities to be able to get me to where I am today. And guess what? So can you. Because if yeah. I can do it, so can you. I'm not any more special than what you are. We have to learn to see these, that we have options in life. And the way, me and you can go through exactly the same situation, but our perspective will be different. So guess what? Our results will be different. Yeah. So no, I wouldn't change an absolute thing of what I've yeah. been through. You know, I love everything you're saying and it makes you know total sense. And, you know, me and you work very similar and, and I have exactly the same views with with life and and um you know everything starts with the mind if your mind is if you're running off old programming and victim mentality you can do everything to the letter that someone else is doing and it's just not going to get you the results um because it does start within i'd love to know what the soul search what involved was involved in your soul searching when you were in that victim mentality to get you out of that because i think this is the thing as a lot of people know that they have a choice um, and that if they carry on that basically nothing's going to improve but very few people really understand what it is that they can do to just start that process off and it's the first couple of um, steps as we know with any of these things that are the hardest resistance is at its peak and you're mm -hmm. going against the grain and everything quite often going against um, advice and support from loved ones and you know you've got to dig very deep so it'd be cool to just find out a bit more about Natasha's soul searching and how that then kind of allowed you to build momentum. So I remember at the time I was going through a really bad time in my relationship and my sister gave me a book and it was Louise L. Hay and she said you need to read this book and I said I haven't got time like for everything that's going wrong in my life right now do you think I've got time to sit and read a self-help book? I mean no so I dismissed it I mean now I mean, she's like my guru but <laughs> I remember the time and my relationship was so bad and it got to the point where we were actually um like on breaking up terms and I sat and I read this book and I felt like Louise had spoke to me I felt like it was everything I needed to hear at the exact time and I feel like it's divine intervention because you've got to feel ready like I yeah, got given that book and I didn't read it. So you've got to take the action to actually to read it. And I truly feel it sounds really easy, but it's true. It's, it's a decision. It's something needs to change in my life. I'm not sure sometimes what that actually is. And you may be listening to this podcast going, yeah, but Tasha, I don't know what I need to do. But the universe, God, divine, whatever it is that you believe in, higher self, you, mm. is trying to communicate with you to try and help you like mine was the book. Mm. And I remember going through everything I have and we haven't even touched upon like the relationship side of things, but a complete breaking point with regards to my relationship when I was with for eight years, thought that he was the one, thought it was all going to be you know, rosy and it absolutely wasn't. That on top of everything else, I'm surprised that didn't break me. Like I was at breaking point. I was. And I remember making that decision going, let's just do what this Louise chick says. Okay, let's just try this out. What's the worst that can happen? I mean, literally life can't get any worse. <laughs> it cannot. So I read this book and started, it really kind of, catapulted my whole self-development journey that's where it started and that's where I kind of got a bit obsessed in regards to reading soaking in listening to YouTube I mean podcasts weren't really a thing then you know those kind of things that are available to you right now just wasn't really so I remember just immersing myself into this and going this I'm not going to let this define me this breaking point I know I'm going to be laughing and joking and talking about this in hindsight at the time, obviously, I kept trying to tell myself that. So it all started with mindset. And I always felt that I was quite a positive kind of person. I'm probably, I probably was to a degree because my mum was pretty positive, but nothing to the degree that I am today. 
So it started with Louise Hayes and then it kind of catapulted into The Secret. Then I started getting obsessed with Tony Robbins and mm. loved that whole, I love his masculine energy. I love all of that, like the straight talkingness, like that's the type of mm. coach that I am. So I feel that's kind of where the love started for really the journey for developing me and getting me to the best version of myself because I was, I was the only person that was going to be able to get myself out of this situation. Yeah. And the books, the YouTube videos, the everything, the journey I went down are going to be able to help. But truly it started with me as a decision. And it's, it doesn't have to be a big decision where I'm going to change my life right now. It can just be like something needs to change. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to take those next little steps to actually get me there. And it's work. You know, I know it's mm. work. It's never ending work. Mm. You are on a self-development journey for the rest of your life, developing your soul, your mindset, the growth, just everything to, to who you are and what you stand for today comes with that self-development journey. 100%, 100%. And I think sometimes that's what scares people is they think, oh my God, if I start it, I'm on it for the rest of my life. But the reality is we're on a journey anyway, is whether you want to create one that gives you the life that you want or challenges, obstacles and a whole load of shit because we're going to evolve on some level. It's just whether it's down a, a black hole or towards whatever it is that you're working towards. And, you know, I, I'd love to know, what was the book? What was Louise Hayes' book? You Can Heal Your Life. Oh, I've got that book right here. You know, Have I, you? I refer to it all the time. Yeah, look, here it is. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I obviously, when I'm speaking to my clients and, and my members and stuff, I refer back to that book so much. I just think it's so powerful. I think she, she is great. Um, but I, you know, it's so true. It starts with a choice. Um, but like you said, it doesn't have to be, I need to know exactly how I'm going to do everything. It's like something, even the choice of something's got to change can shift you to then viewing things slightly differently. And then it's like, well, what is there? And um, we are in a real privileged position to have a lot of free stuff at our fingertips that can help us to just kind exactly. of change our perspective on things, give, a, give us that glimmer of hope. Um, you know, I, I read books all the time. I can't remember, because I used to love a good old rom-com. Now I, I, I don't read them at all because I find, I escape in these amazing books because they're just so, well, amazing. And yeah. you learn so much, you really can. Um, and, you know, that starts to build the intrigue and curiosity, doesn't it? And then you're like, right, well, if I could do that, then what else can I do? And yes. what does that then look like? And it works. Like this yeah. shit works. If you do the work, you will absolutely transform your mindset, which will transform your life. And it sounds really easy. You know, think different thoughts and your life will be different. And of course, there's a strategy behind it. It's not just as like, I'm a millionaire and then bing, someone just comes with a bucket full of money. No, like that's not how it works. But it's all about a vibration. Mm. It's all about if you're putting out there a good energy, you know, mm. you're being grateful, you're doing your affirmations, you're meditating, you're leaning into how you are feeling. Like I run my whole business on feeling, which mm. to some people will be like, oh my gosh, like really? I'm like, yeah, that like your gut knows if, and I remember making a decision in, so I have a membership site, which, which transforms your mindset, right? And I remember saying to like my business people going, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to cut the price. And everyone's like, what? Like this brings you X amount of money guaranteed every month. Why would you do it? A gut feeling, something told me that mm. I needed to reach more people and I didn't want it to be a money block. 
I think this came up for me, obviously, when I first started my journey to stop you. And like what you said, there's so much free stuff out there to get you started. Then mm. once you get your teeth into that, the grit of things, then invest in yourself. It's the best decision you will ever make. Mm. Like cars, houses, all of those things are nice, amazing. But the best return investment that you get is when you invest in yourself. Even if it's a £10 book, it doesn't need to be an X amount of thousands no. of thousands of pounds if you can't do that right now. But investing in yourself is like what you said, it's an adrenaline, it's a high, it's like, oh my gosh, me, you know, being in business six years this year, I'm always investing in coaching, ebooks, mm-hmm. courses, online programs, like everything. Why? Because I want to be the best badass version of myself that I possibly can. And mm-hmm. you know what? It sounds so cliche, but life is too freaking short. Do you want to live a mediocre life where you are just getting by every day doing your normal job that doesn't light you up, doesn't feel good? No. What is it in your life that you actually want to do? How much money do you want to earn? Where do you want to travel to? Do you want to have kids? Do you not? Do you want to live with a partner like the love of your life? Or do you not? Do you want to be a badass on your own? Like what? Get some clarity around what it is in your life that you actually want. And guess what? Do the work to attract it. Do the work to actually get it. Because you can do, be, have and create anything you want to. But you're the CEO of your mindset. You're the one that makes that decision. You can sit there and go, oh, no, well, only Tash can do that. No, Emma can do that. No, it's ridiculous. Mm. It is open and available to everyone, but you have got to start and make that decision with, actually, I am going to co-create this. I'm going to make this happen because the life I live right now, and, and, and this is not in a fancy pants type of way at all. This is just showcasing if I, somebody that wanted to be a dancer that failed, you know, mm. went into a girl band, couldn't do it. And then did the music industry, you know, and then the modeling and the agency and all of this can now create a life of her dreams. Why can't you? Mm. success isn't pan picked i'm only going to pick emma i'm only going to pick natasha i'm only going to pick tony robbins i'm only going to pick da 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 no if you're sitting here listening to this podcast going actually yeah she's right i can do this do Mm. it take the action there's a reason why people are successful and there's a reason why some people are not the difference is they take the action they do the work i'm on a a riff now i'm like oh i know i can feel your energy but it's so true and it comes back to that choice to keep choosing to take the action and you know, again, people think, oh, you know, if I say a couple of affirmations, whatever, and like go ping, it will be there. No, you've got to take uncomfortable action. It, from action comes confidence. And a lot of people think, no, I'll have to be confident first, then I'll take the action. And it's yes. just reframing it, but it's just taking one step at a time. And I think people get so caught up in the how. And, you know, I have to have everything mapped out in order to make it happen and get so blinkered and caught up in that one way or the highway. And, you know, life happens for you, like you've shown, you've pivoted throughout your whole life. You might not have known that at the time, but you were literally pivoting, picking up different skill sets that you needed to be where you are right now. It's like um, Mm. someone said to me, like you throw a rocket up in the air with your dreams and your goals or whatever. And it comes back down with every experience that you've got to go through to get to where you are. And it's like, you needed to go through all of them to be sat here speaking to me right now, to be running the business that you are, to be the mum that you are to to your son and the wife Mm -hmm. that you are. You know, everything happens for us. Um, And that can feel really bloody tough when you're going through shit and you're like, well, that's great. Like, how am I gonna get over this or whatever? And, you know, I've been there too, but I know just in the hardship of me trying to fall pregnant with my son, Mm. it's made me an amazing mum. I have no doubt, and I, I was never really a hugely maternal person, and, and everyone always thought, oh, God, I'm just going to worry about this, that, and the other. But it, it made me who I am with him. Mm. It's made me 
be able to understand my clients in a way that not many people can because I've seen things and felt things like you that are raw and dark and heavy and I know how shit it feels but I also know how you can get out the other side um and so you know we won't change it you can't change it um but and you don't have to let it define you but what you can do is take all of the goodness from it and there are good things in every shit situation and just use that to kind of have it as your your armory or you know part of you to just go on and be amazing because we can all yeah and do you know how I see it and I see it as fuel I see it as okay this has happened to me right now what am I going to be able to learn it's a lesson or a blessing there's something Mm. that's going to come out of this and what can I do to use this as fuel that keeps me going it's like kind of running you know and I'm not that I don't love running at all I don't run but it's like running you know if you're for example you're starting off you're like I can't do this there's no way I could do this there's no way if you just go do you know what I'm just going to start off and just keep going maybe listening to something empowering in mind whether it be music or whether it be a podcast and you keep going next week you know like actually I just done something I didn't think I would do Mm. I just actually so absolutely and I just kind of want to cover when we obviously talk about self-doubt and how it still kind of crops up and I know we were talking about when I first started you know the 10k months kind of pressure Mm. that self-doubt really kicked in when I first started my business because don't forget I hadn't come from a business background. Mm. I had started a business that wasn't successful. I didn't make any money from it. In fact, I got into debt because I was trying to work harder. This is why, you know, it was very much the hustler mentality. You know, you work hard coming from, you know, the whole money story, coming from an Irish background, you know, you work hard, you know, you keep going, Mm. keep going. So that was the mentality I had. So coming into business, someone that was completely in in an industry of like music, dance and singing, very different to business. Mm. I had self-doubt if, was I smart enough? Did I speak, you know, coming from South London, I've got an accent, you know, did I speak well enough? Would I have to wear a certain way? Could I show up online and actually be myself? Or was I saying the right thing? Was I going to upset somebody? Could I actually do this? What were people going to think? Well, she wants to be a model. She was a dancer. She was a singer. Oh, now she's a coach. They all, all of that came up. And then when it came to the money, I'd hear people talking about how you can manifest money and you can any money you want to desire, you can bring in. In my head, I was like rubbish. I didn't actually believe that people could online could make this much money. No way. I actually thought it was lies. And I thought, how bad is this that people jumping on talking about money that they're not actually making? And I remember when I invested into my first coach and it was £5,000. By the way, I was in debt. So it was money I did not have into Mm. a group coaching package. And I actually... Um, said no at first because I thought I don't have this money there's no way I can do this it's not going to be successful struggled for two months on my own had to ring the coach back up and go hey yeah still don't have the money but I'm going to make it happen I'm going to work with you and I remember going into her group and seeing 57 girls in there I'd done the maths okay she wasn't lying she made this money Mm. but it triggered me because I thought there's no way I could make this Mm. it's because I'm not good enough I'm not smart enough these coaches that are online doing it's because they're better than me or because they know more than me or they've had all this experience I'm going to waste all of this money and it it honestly took a long time for me to get to a point where I was like I am good enough I can do this there's this isn't competition this is about people going to come and work with Emma because of Emma because of you the badass you are people going to come and work with me because of me and my vibe and my energy and what the results I get there's enough room and space for us all to do what we do but the money side of things was something where really self-doubt did cripple me like Mm. it would keep me up at night I've never suffered with anxiety but I would I, I could definitely say that it would trigger anxiety symptoms for sure 
So for me, the real work came to it is when I had to do that inner work and do the work when it came to around money because money, listen, money doesn't come to you and then you go, I'm good with money. I've Mm. changed my mindset. No, no, no. You have to change your mindset around money, your relationship with money, how you feel about money, your um, appreciation about money. For me, money was power. It brung so much. I needed it. I was like that desperate girl in the relationship that needed that money so, so bad. Why don't you come to me? Why are you so unstable? I just need you so much. And it was really when I worked on my own relationship with money, that's what literally transformed my whole relationship with much money, which then brung the money in. So I feel like that was probably a real big area that I needed to work on for the self-doubt. And I think, you know, one, so many people struggle with money, but two, the work that you did around money is transferable into any area of our life, I think. But yes, you know, there's a real um, trigger point with money. I don't think I've met anyone who hasn't had, maybe not for long, but some bad relationship with money. And the fact mm-hmm. that people don't necessarily see it as a relationship as well, you know, your relationship with yourself is the most important, but I would say your relationship with your worth and with abundance and money is so, so important. And no one likes a jealous, needy person and who's desperate. And if there was a guy there or a girl there or whoever who was acting the way you act around money, they'd be like, oh, do you know what? <laughs> Just do one because I'm not interested. Um, yeah. And so it is looking at how all of, you know, your relationship with your health, your relationship with your partner, with your business, it's all like, it's all a a relationship Mm -hmm. and it's how you show up in that relationship that will then mirror and reflect on what you then get back. What did you do to help to recondition your mind on that? Because I think so many people can benefit with understanding and learning just a little bit, whether there's certain techniques or whatever that you went through that really kind of gave you that hope and that confidence to then keep going. Yeah, so in regards to money, do you mean my relationship with money? In regards to money, but I think regardless of that, it can then be transferred into others. Yeah, okay. So I got rid of myself. That's the first one, stop hiding. I would hide, I would literally be like, oh my God, if I don't acknowledge that there's a problem here, then everything's going to be fine. I just accepted the fact that I was always going to be crap with money. Even when I was earning really good money modeling, I was spending really good. (laughs) And that's a money story in itself. You know, if, for example, you make good money, but then you don't believe that you are worthy of holding on to it, you don't believe that you actually can have this money and that you are deserving, because it all comes to that, my self-worth. So this is what I always say to my clients, right? Your self-worth doesn't define by your net worth but your net worth is defined by your self-worth. Okay. So who you are doesn't make me a better person to make X amount of money. But the reason why I make X amount of money is because my self-love for myself. So kind of going back, I had to get real of myself in regards to what my financial situation looked like. How much debt was I in? Who did I owe what to? What bank was it? All of this. I got real. It was tough. It's work. You really do. It's an eye opener scary situation Mm. then I had to do the real work when it comes to healing yourself okay so what are the triggers why do you believe this bs money story where's this come from you've got to go backwards because it always comes from childhood it always comes Mm. from conditioning if you think about it if you're told a certain story for x amount of years let's say you know you're 36 and for 36 years you've told that money doesn't go in the trees you have to work hard for your money rich people are this they are this and you are this and you're always going to be this in the nicest way possible because whoever's conditioning you, that's their conditioning. It kind of goes back and back and back. I had to do the work to re-then condition myself to believe. I'm also very much a practical person as well as spiritual person. So 
for me, I like to see evidence. I like to see people talking about money. I like to see people saying and showing me what is possible. I was never that person. When I first started off, I'd look and go, how come they can have their dream car? And how can they can make this money? And I can't. Then instead of seeing je- being jealous about it, I saw it as, wow, they're paving the way. They're showing me that you can make this much money or you can have this freedom lifestyle. And when I talk about money, it's not money that actually makes you happy. We all know this. It's the freedom it allows you. I can be at home with my son. I can be poorly last week and still make money. And it refers me back to when I'd have to go in to do my modeling jobs, crying on the tube into work because what? I needed the money. I couldn't mm-hmm. take time off being sick. I couldn't because I couldn't afford it. Or when I went on holiday, I was consciously thinking, okay, yeah, I'm in this beautiful destination, but I'm going to lose two weeks worth of money, which then in modeling, you're paid every six to eight weeks, which then would backlog that. So can you see I was constantly being triggered by money? Mm. So it does take the work. I mean, you've got to go back and, and realize where this is coming from. And you have got to be committed to doing that relationship work with yourself and with money and know that money is just energy. That's all it is. And if you're giving out that good energy and you're vibrating high and you are delivering and coming from a place of service, guess what? You are going to have that returned into you. Like I truly believe that what I do changes and transforms people's lives. And I believe that my my dreamy clients love to pay me and love to work with me. So guess what? That's then the reaction and reality I then get. Do you see? So what you put out there and that vibration you're then getting back. If you believe getting clients is hard, making money is hard, business is hard, guess what? It's going to be hard. I don't believe it's hard. I truly believe that when I first started, I hustled far too hard because that was kind of, kind of all that was on social media. You've got hustle. And it was kind of like I wore it as a badge of honor. Yes, I'm a hustler and I deserve to make this money and I deserve to have this success because I've worked hard for it. Whereas now it's like, oh, actually, I'm very smart in my strategy and I believe in working smart rather than working hard. So you can transform how you are thinking and then you you get that in return. Definitely. And, you know, I think everything, every single change that we make, whether it's linked with money, us, health, whatever, starts with awareness. <laughs> um, and knowing what the hell is going on and where all of this is coming from. And like you said, getting rid of the denial because people can bury their heads in, in all areas of life. Um, I know that I did. I went off traveling. I then buried my head in alcohol just to try and, and, and numb it all and not have to face mm. up to it. But the reality is we always have to face up to it. It's just, do you want to face up to it when you're in a load of shit or do you want to face up to it when you're, you've still got that strength? Um, and it's not a judgment thing. It's an awareness thing because until we know where we are, we can't do anything about it. Um, yes. So I think, you know, money, business, whatever, it's about the, the awareness. And like you said, the stories, knowing your backstory, your money mindset story um, that often stems from, like with any of our stories, back from our childhood, but just being aware of what you're listening to every single day that's, that's in your head and then recognising that actually this isn't necessarily fact and this you know there's a a difference between higher self and ego talking to you and it's like does this make me feel good that's invariably your higher self does this make me feel like shit well that's often your ego trying to hold you back and just trying Mm. to build that awareness isn't it to then kind of know what you're then playing with if we don't yes stuff we can't we can't change it nothing exactly unless you face up to it Um, yeah and I, I I actually felt that way about debt I had given myself for such a long time, such a hard 
time about you shouldn't be in debt. You should be on the property ladder. You should have savings. You should have this, this and this. I gave myself such a hard time and I would always give myself evidence of how everyone else was slaying life and how I wasn't. And it was when I changed the story because that's all it is. Anything you're telling yourself right now is just a story. A thought is just a thought. It doesn't control you unless you allow it to. Mm. So it's when I changed my story around actually debt was something that I chose to pay off in time that's all debt is stop giving yourself such a hard time that I should be at this point I should be this actually see it as an inspiration see it as well actually if Tash was in 30 grand worth of debt and wasn't on the property ladder and didn't have business experience then guess what I can do it now on the property ladder now got bonds and investments and blah blah but if I can do it so can you you can change your life right and that's why I talk about money and that's why I talk about being in debt like I'm such an open book because I want to inspire people because when I was in this situation no one was talking about this I didn't hear people talk about when they're in debt I didn't hear talk people talking about how they can transform their life to make the money that they want to so for me the reason why I talk about it so much is I don't give money the power that I used to give it it's just energy whereas I felt it controlled my whole life and I felt like I was in this pity party of me struggling and how I'm always going to struggle and how I'm bad with money and how I'm never going to be on the property ladder. I'm never going to be able to save. That served me. It really did. It served me in a, oh, poor Natasha, poor, poor her. That's why she's not going to do it. And instead I was like, own your shit, Tash. Change your freaking life. If you want to do this, go out and do it. And yeah. you can. I love two things that you've just mentioned there. One, you said that, um, which is a, a great flip that I then do, is that you then with your stories you then looked to find the evidence to back it up what I love doing is looking then to find the evidence to dispel that and go that's bullshit because we mm. have so much evidence around us to show that life isn't hard and that we can do stuff but we're just not choosing again a choice we're not choosing to see it because it doesn't match our story that we're we're saying so it's always like just challenge yourself and if you're you're telling yourself something look to see if there's any evidence whether it's directly linked with you or linked with someone else because if you can see what other people are doing it means it's available to you and so if there's evidence of that like you said you know with people they're paving the way to show you us what's possible we can all do it um so i love that and then also um you said about being people being embarrassed about money and i think again as women and i hate saying this but as women there's a, still that stigma of women speaking about money, um, mm. I think. Um, and we almost have to be apologetic for wanting money. And I think that's just a load of bullshit because when we become embarrassed about something, we hand over power, don't we? Or we let our vibration drop. And as you yes. said, energy and money is energy. And everything that we have around us is a reflection of what's going on internally. And it's, again, about not feeling embarrassed about money, about your past, about anything, because you then attract attention on that. Mm -hmm. um, like I was speaking to someone the other day and she was talking about an, her accent. She was from Brazil and she said that she focused all her attention on the fact that she had an accent, that everyone, it suddenly became an issue for other people until she then realized herself it wasn't an issue and then no one mentioned it again. And it's like, yeah. we make it an issue other people feed off that. But if we go in with such confidence and talk around money the way like you just have, people won't even be embarrassed. They'll be so caught up in your energy. They'll be like, yeah, I want it too. Let me have it. And, it, and so it's just being mindful, isn't it? Of again, how you are speaking and the energy that you're putting out around something. And these are all just small little shifts that you can change 
based really, I guess, back on that evidence. If you're embarrassed yes. about, about money, um, look for evidence to see where you weren't or look for evidence of people who aren't embarrassed about money and then use that as an inspiration rather than a comparison and judgment. Yes, absolutely. Preach that. Love that. Because that's come from somewhere. That's a story you're telling yourself. Like I remember we didn't talk about money. Like you wouldn't dare ask somebody mm -hmm. what they earn. And listen, it's not like I go around going, how much do you earn? Like I really yeah. don't care. <laughs> but I feel that have your circle of girls, right? Have mm -hmm. a, you know, your biz besties, for example, that you can go and talk to. Like, of course, it's about being aware of a situation. I wouldn't just go to strangers and be like, look how much I made this month. Like, Mm. You, abs you absolutely wouldn't do that so but you have your biz besties where you can go oh my god I absolutely slayed it like I'm so proud of myself I said I was going to do this in a launch and I did mm. have those people that you can turn to have those people you go I've got a goal and I would love to make an extra this amount of money or I'd love to start my business and set a client actually pay me have those girls around you that go you can freaking do this you absolutely can and don't be embarrassed if you want to dream big so what if you want to um, earn X amount of money, start a charity, buy a Range Rover, I don't know, whatever your dream is, it's your dream and you shouldn't feel embarrassed or feel like I shouldn't really want this bag or I shouldn't really, why not? Why yeah. not? If you want it and it's a desire, there's a reason why it's a desire, freaking go for it because mm. you can have it. So mm. stop letting and giving yourself the power of your thoughts because your thoughts can control your life, they absolutely can. Mm. And I think going back to the awareness, being aware of how you actually think, like get your journal. And every time a thought comes up, even if you write notes in your phone or in your journal and actually have a look, third person, look at it and go, wow, I'm actually quite a negative Nelly. I actually thought I was a positive Polly, but looking at it, these thoughts are really controlling how I'm thinking. And guess what? You'll attract more of those thoughts. Your environment will attract that. So as soon as you start making those small little tweaks of finding a, an affirmation, that's going to empower you. And listen, if let's say you want to make more money, having the affirmation of I'm a millionaire, it's not going to sit well with you because oh. your brain is going to find the evidence of no, you're not, you're in your overdraft or you haven't made any money in your business or you're way far from that. Okay. So instead of seeing an affirmation as money flows to me in abundance, like it's constantly always coming to me. Guess what? You find a pound on the floor and you're like, see, you're seeking the evidence. Oh my God. I just got a free Starbucks coffee. That would have cost me £3.20. Money flows me in abundance. Yeah. Guess what? You're vibing at that level then. So you're going to attract more of that to come in. So it's making these small tweaks. It's not like a massive transformation. The transformation happens with creating these small habits, these small steps that you do on a continuous basis that will then create that transformation for you. 100%. 100 Because again, it, people think it has to be big. Like if you literally do one little thing that's different every day, can you imagine the change in direction that that would take your life over the course of weeks, months, years, whatever, but one yes. thing. Um, and that that's it, just get started, and but do it consistently. And that's the thing is people dabble and they try a little bit of this and a little bit of that and, and half-heartedly do it and then don't necessarily get the results and then retreat. Um, you mentioned something really, really key. And this is something that I, I have struggled with um, up until recently when someone said to me um, about asking, would you ask advice on how to swim from someone who couldn't swim? And I was like, well, I, no, I wouldn't. And so they were like, well, so why are you asking your husband who, you know, loves me, but doesn't run his own business? Why are you asking him for advice on stuff he doesn't understand? Or, you know, your friends, um, that aren't in the industry and it's so true is that we just wouldn't do that um or you wouldn't ever advise someone to do that because when you do it, it's dangerous because they want to protect you they want to keep you safe you know blah 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 
but they don't understand. And, you know, like you just said, the importance of having that group of people around you where you can be transparent and honest and, mm. and really kind of gather, well, inspiration, but also feedback and, you know, advice because they've done it. And that's why it's so important to look to invest in certain people because proximity is power. And if you're surrounding yourself with people and you're wanting to run a, a new business and they're all employed in jobs they hate, they're not going to then like be able to inspire you because they'll be jealous thinking, oh, I'd love to run my own business, but I just, mm. I can't. So they'll put that on you. It's like finding the people that are doing what you are wanting to do and yes. get to their world. And that doesn't have to be like thousands. Like you said, it could be a book. It could be a podcast. It could be a freebie to start off with. Then building mm -hmm. it up once you've built the trust in them up. But stop wasting time asking the wrong people for advice. Yeah. And, you know, it's a biggie. I've, I, not that I blame them because ultimately it was my choice to listen. But I would always go to my family or, or close friends because they know me best, thinking they mm -hmm. would be able to advise me. And they don't know me in my business. Yeah. And I think it's key. I remember when I made my first investment, I didn't actually tell my mum. Now, my mum is my absolute best friend, right? Mm. And the reason why I didn't, she would have fell off her chair if I told her it was £5,000 to be in a group mm. programme, right? Firstly. Secondly, she would have said, Natasha, you haven't got the finances for this. So mm. that would have... the the practical which I don't believe in that word it's just not in my vocabulary but the practical side would be like actually this doesn't make sense I'm not going to do it and I will hand hardly put my hands up to say I wouldn't be the coach I am today if I hadn't invested five years ago near enough six that money now the reason why I didn't tell my mom is because of that the, the doubt would have kicked in all yeah. of that I didn't need that I needed someone to go yes it's freaking scary but you know what Tash you've absolutely got to do this you can't keep being stuck you can't keep you know I was that freebie person that grabbed any freebies that were going mm -hmm. I was reading all the books I was listening to all the stuff on YouTube but nothing was changing because it's a very different touch point a level of investment when you let's say you read a book and you feel inspired and you take a little bit of action the level of success and I suppose the transformation that I got when I worked with my first coach just unmeasurable it absolutely is yeah. especially when I went from a group program then I hired my one-on-one -on -one coach to work on my mindset and transform that but also business strategy don't forget I didn't know, understand anything about business mm. I didn't know about Facebook ads algorithms what was a landing page are you joking yeah. like this wasn't <laughs> I didn't know about these sorts of stuff so the level of me investing myself yes it was scary yes self-doubt came in yes all of the things that wanted to hold me back and keep me in my safe little chair you can't do this Tash maybe you should just go back to modeling maybe you should just do this don't invest that da, 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 da. would have helped me back and I would not be on this podcast right now I would not be able to inspire other people and say listen if I can do it you can do it. if I hadn't have made that scary investment can mm. I also just say just because you become more successful in business doesn't mean you don't get fear we all get fear we all invest our investment levels go up you know what, yeah. what you would have paid then to what you pay now is very different you have a team your ad spend, marketing, all of those things, of course, still scare me. I am human. <laughs> I still get self-doubt that comes out. I still get fear. Hence why I have a coach. Because us as humans are always going to see what we see, right? We're always going to have that kind of glass ceiling. You have a coach that's backing you going, oh my God, you can absolutely do this. What about this, this, and this? And you break through that glass ceiling. You're like, oh my gosh, yes. Like now, yes, like I've gone to a whole different level. So, of course, I'm passionate as a coach point of view. But forget me as a coach. Think about me as a human. 
in mm. regards to me investing and me making those sacrifices to take me to the next level. Mm. I will always back it. You've always got to back yourself. And like I said at the beginning of this, your best return investment, forget about spending you know, a pound on Facebook ads and making £10 back. Lovely RII, by the way. But the best investment is yourself. The level of transformation that I've had, the person that sits and that you're listening to right now is, a, is miles away from the person when I first started business. I was so scared to do a live that I had to have a glass of wine before I jumped on. And I got trolled on my first live. I had a guy jump on and was like, oh my God, you're so ugly. You've got a big nose. You've got this, you've got that. And I just came off the live and just cried my eyes out. I was just like, oh my God. So this triggered me. So don't forget when I had the self-doubt about I should look a certain way and I should dress a certain way. And the first live I get on, this guy triggered, uh, trolled me. I could have then gone, I'm not doing this anymore. He's right. I didn't. It took me a while. I don't know how long, maybe a week or two weeks later before I got the confidence to jump back on, but I'd done it. So don't ever, you may feel triggered by somebody or something or a situation. That's not going to define you. You're bigger and better than that. And your message of what you, your mission in life and, and your message to your ideal clients need that to be heard. So don't let some troll hold you back. Mm. Oh, I'll tell you, I've, I've been trolled about my teeth. I've been trolled about um, saying, uh, there's no, no surprise that your husband is sleeping around behind your back and all this sort of stuff. And, and, it got me because it was on a Sunday lunchtime and I don't know why, but I was just like, isn't that normally family time? Why is there some arsehole kind of doing mm. that? Got the police involved in all sorts. But yeah, it Good. says more about them than it does about you. And, you know, and I often laugh now if people make comments because 95% of the time I'm pretty secure in my own skin. And I think with any of this, you know, this is really kind of the message is that if, if you can get to a place of 95% feeling confident and, and believe in yourself, then you're doing an amazing job because everyone has that 5% wobble and that mm -hmm. 5% wobble is actually really required because it shows that we're continuing to grow. And if we haven't wobbled for a while, then we're not stretching ourselves enough. But it's like, it's just getting to the place of knowing that when people lash out and say all that sort of shit, it's not at you. It could have been at anybody. It's just mm -hmm. that there's some asshole that just has had a shit day or gets off on hurting other people because they feel crap about themselves. Um, and as hard as it is when it happens because it hurts, it's like, well, actually, rationally thinking, I feel really sorry for you. Um, yeah. And, and then just moving on, it's like someone said, you know, how what you think of me is none of my business. And I was like, yeah, that's how we've Concur. got to care. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it comes down to resilience, doesn't it? It's like, well, I could let that person define my future whether it be a past relationship whether it be a mistake whatever it may be or I can go like I truly see myself as a coach's mama you either love me you love my energy you love you know you love that or you're like actually no she's too much to me that's absolutely fine I love being mama I teach my clients to be mama you want your audience to be diehard fans for you. you want them to back you and love you and whatever it is that you're putting out there and you want people to go uh-uh she's not for me fine it's also you, there's just no need I just don't get the whole trolling thing I don't get why people feel it's their business to say something like I am not promoting to look like me I'm a coach I help you build your business yeah. what's this got to do with the way I look I will never know but I feel like you can just brush it off now yeah. I didn't at start mm. absolutely but now I couldn't care less 
Yeah. And I think I'm just going to say side note, by the way, my husband wasn't sleeping around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, again, it just shows that whole muscle thing, isn't it? The more that you do it, the easier it becomes with anything, whether it's like managing negativity or judgments from others, whether it's taking uncomfortable action, whether it's um, listening to the stories that are coming through, the more we do it, the easier it is. And even though it is um, a, a lifelong journey that we're on it's not hard journeys it, it's like the more we practice it we catch it we we use our experience because we've gotten good at that to to squash it so it doesn't take us down the path so yes. it's just again little awarenesses and little tweaks well we're tweaking all the time but if you can tweak to move yourself from that doubt back into the 95 i'm good to go um at a quicker rate than you did yesterday then you're winning like but if yes. you're not, and some days it's a little bit slower well then maybe you just need to take some time to yourself and and regroup and and do some self-care but it's not a massive thing and I think a lot of people will say oh god it just sounds so hard no <laughs> it's, it's addictive and you get so bloody good at it that okay some days are you know if you're hormonal or you know mm. there's things that are going on where sometimes it's a bit more of a struggle but the reality is you will always pull yourself back quicker than you would have done years ago when you didn't yes muscle. yes absolutely yeah and it just shows just how important it you know this muscle and the taking action muscle really is because they all grow with confidence yeah and looking back at the evidence of when you have been through situations and self-doubt has been triggered how you got through it and I remember something even quite recent where self-doubt came up was so as you mentioned in the intro I'm a new mum so my little boy Santiago was one last week and I have always known when I've done things like for example let's say the dancing I always knew that I was a really good dancer I was very talented at it but also I loved it and I worked hard at crafting it and mm. I remember it came up in two situations firstly becoming a new mum I knew how to be a badass in business okay I knew it I've worked hard I know how to make a business get to six figures like I know all of this so it's kind of like yeah you want to talk funnels you want to do this it was easy oh wow now I'm a new mum and now I'm managing a business as well as a baby and mm. self-doubt crept in can I do this like, is there enough time in the day to be able to be a badass in business but also be a mummy and be a present mummy and be a good mummy so self-doubt really kicked in there and you know again you've got to kind of do the work and what I've realized is I don't like being a beginner I like knowing mm. what I'm doing and that also came up um probably two years ago so my husband is half Spanish and when he proposed I always said that for our wedding we were getting married in Spain I wanted to do the speech my speech in Spanish for his mom and for his dad and I started taking lessons and practicing it and I was like yep okay brilliant I'm going to do this so done my speech in Spanish you know there was a, a call to action this is what I want to do and there was a goal for it done it amazing Michael was absolutely over the moon unfortunately his mom and dad couldn't come to the wedding but that's a whole different story and then I kind of put on the back burner I was like yeah do you know what when I have time I'll pick up the Spanish lessons again and then when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, no, no, no. Like, I want Santiago to speak Spanish. Like, I don't want it to be daddy and Santi talking and mummy doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, because I know Spanish, but Michael's so incredible at it. Again, it knocks your confidence. Yeah. You go there. So if I was with my mum and sisters, I'd be like, oh, speaking Spanish and really confident. And because Michael's so great, I'll go, oh, I, re I retract. I go, oh, no, maybe not. So I was like, you know, I'm going to start some lessons. Started my lessons. It was a group lesson. I love that vibe. And it was a four hour, I mean, what was I thinking? But four hours every Saturday commitment oh, wow. for like six weeks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I went all in. 
so then you get an, um, a 20 minute break in between. So the first session I came off and I just sobbed. I was in the kitchen. I was sobbing. I was like, I can't do this. It's so hard. Everyone knows everything. And I don't. And self-doubt kicked in. I don't, can't do this. I don't like being a beginner. I don't like starting fresh. Like this is all new to me. And I said to myself, okay, give up then give up. And then every part of me was like resisting this. No, I'm not going to give up. I don't give up. I'm going to pursue this. It's going to be fine. I'm going to get through it. Listen, every session I cried, I sobbed when I came off and said to myself, I can do this and done it. And what that learned to me is, yeah, you can let self-doubt stop you. I could have stopped the Spanish lesson, but I didn't. I said, no, you've been here before, Tash. You've let, you know, self-doubt has come up and you haven't let this define who you are. So don't start now. Yeah. And so self-doubt's always going to come up, whether it's a new yeah. mum, whether it's learning Spanish, whether it's business, whether it's making money. I don't know. It's always going to come up, but don't let it conquer you. Don't let it define you. It doesn't have to. It's no. lies. That's what it is. It's lies. Your brain's yeah. telling you lies about yourself. Yeah. And and I love how you then challenged yourself and then everything in your body went, no, I'm not giving up. Because mm. it's like um, I often do, um, when I live with my sister, we used to do this raffle. We were like, oh, shall we go out? Shall we not? And we'd do a raffle. And if we pick the one that said stay in, we'd go best of three. <laughs> and it was then like, well, we know that we should really go out. Why don't we just admit that we should go out? It's like the minute you're then challenged, we'll give up then. Well, no, I don't want to give up. Right, well, put your big girl pants on and stop moaning and get on with it because you know you can do it. But it's having that, that conversation with yourself, isn't it? To yes. challenge yourself and to push yourself because that's all you need is that little bit of encouragement or challenging from yourself in a loving way, not in a, oh, you're an idiot, you know, you're letting yourself yes. down if you give up. But do you really want to give up? Well, no, I don't. Okay, well, keep going then. Because if mm -hmm. you want to keep going, that means something in you is telling you you can do it. Even if it's exactly. so small. And, you know, a minute little niggle, if you've got that minute little, little niggle, your intuition is telling you that you can do this. So just keep going and just just freaking do it <laughs> yeah, just do it exactly honestly it's been lovely chatting to you um I absolutely adore your energy I think your story is incredible um and yeah I've seen I've seen you at work um and I see how passionate you are and and I think energy is everything can you exude that on a whole nother level which is contagious um thank you but but I love your rawness and I think you know going through what what you did throughout your life and then hearing you speak today one thing's so clear is that you have got resilience you've got drive you've got hunger and these are all amazing things that we all have within us we just might have lost the connection to it and it's just then again reminding ourselves of, of times when we have shown real hunger or real passion for something and reconnect to it and then start to bring that back in so it's yeah. been amazing um is there anything that you have that you would like to say that you think intuitively people might want to hear as a, just a, a closing pitch before you can then share where people can find you? Yeah. So what I would love to say is where I've really found success in my business, strategy is very, very important. But I tell you what's more, more important is your soul and is leaning in. And I feel that when you are doing things in business that feel hard, feel tough and feel challenging, there's something that's not right there. So you have to lean in and discover why doesn't this feel good? And, I, and something I want to share in regards to just, you know, tra full transparency is I done a launch. And when it comes to strategy, like I love the strategy side of things. Okay. And when you're running a business, strategy is really important. I done a launch and in that launch, so I've done two launches. I was selling exactly the same thing. The strategy was exactly the same. The difference was one made 60K and one made 600. And the reason why I'm sharing that with you is that what was different was the soul. 
the spirit, the leaning in. One, I done because I felt I should. I'm like, oh my God, I must do this and I must do that. And this is what my audience needs. And I done from a place of must and scarcity and lack rather than when I was just serving from a complete place of love, like I just feel that my audience needs this. That's where the success came. So if you're doing something and it's feeling hard and it's feeling tough, get help. Like invest in yourself, reach out to a mentor, a coach, a consultant, someone that's actually already doing what you want to do. But make sure that you're balancing the strategy with soul. And that's exactly what my whole business model is. You need to make sure the mindset, the strategy and the soul all work together for you to be able to get those results because you can, but it has to come from a place of this feels good. Of Mm. course, you, you know, when you're doing someone's got to do the PayPal button. Of course, there's the work, right? You've still got to do the, the logistics unless you've got a team that are doing it for you. But the most important part is your energy behind what it is that you're doing. When you're jumping on live, and I'm not talking about energies and you've got to be loud and animated like me, you've got to, energy is about a feeling. You've got to be backing what it is that you are saying and believing it 100%. That is where your results will come. So mm-hmm. I just, I don't want it all to be about you feel, oh, it's because I don't have the strategy that I'm not getting the success. No, maybe it's because you're not doing what you authentically really, if you had a chat with yourself and say, what would I be doing if, what would feel good? What would feel aligned to me? And freaking do that. Because that's where your results will come. 100%, 100%. This is where this came. Like I, I literally have been thinking about this for about six months, went to go and do it four months ago, but still didn't have the tech support that I needed. And it just wouldn't go away and it wouldn't go away and it kept coming and it kept coming. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to go for it and put the posts out. I've had like over a hundred responses, had chats with over 80 people, Mm. interviewed some of the most amazing people, but still didn't have the tech support. And, but something in me was like, this feels amazing. Just keep going, keep going. It will happen. And then literally within a week of um, putting the post out, a friend of mine was like, I can help you with the tech. I'll show you, I'll come and do some training, show you how to do it. And it just, and it just felt like I was saying to my husband, like, I just know that I need to be doing this right now. And everything just feels so easy and so aligned and just so on point. Whereas had I tried to force it a couple of months ago, when perhaps I wasn't where I needed to be, it just wouldn't have had the same response. No. And that's why it has been so successful women, because you've leaned in, it feels good that you've stopped focusing on the how because the how will work itself out don't forget you're co-creating you need to take the inspired action like you did you put the post out there and look it got huge amounts of response from it so I feel that once you are leading with a feeling of knowing of trusting trust is key like having the faith that it's going to work out even when it looks like it's not going to work out that is when holding the faith is and knowing that I am on the right journey. I don't know what the next step is, but you know what? I'm going for it anyway. And I'm, I'm going to make give it my all. And then that's mm. what gets results. Definitely, definitely. It's been amazing. That's it's such an amazing um, way to end this episode because like you said, trust in yourself, lean into it. And again, it's that whole getting to know yourself. If it feels hard, it's something your intuition saying, don't do it or not like this. Maybe do it, yes. pivot feels easy then that's all the evidence that you need all the feedback you need rather than Mm. looking for external validation trust in your gut gut and go for it Um, how can people stay in in your world and stay in contact with you so I love the gram so I'm always on Instagram so that's at Natasha Clark coaching and of course I have my website which is natashaclarkcoaching.com awesome awesome it's been amazing so thank you so much it's been a real privilege to have you on the show and to chat to you for an hour Um, and thank you everybody for listening and I look forward to seeing you all next week so bye for now 
That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now. Bye.